Hey, good morning, friends. Welcome back home to BUMC Online, the online campus here at Broadway. I cannot wait to see what God's going to do this morning through our time of worship together. It's going to be a great day as Pastor Adam concludes our message series, All Things New. Also, hope you've got your candle ready this morning because Pastor Joe will be up next to light that with you. Now remember, if you've got any prayer requests or celebrations in your life, we would be honored to pray for you and with you. If you've made a decision to follow Christ and come for baptism, or if you'd like to take the next step into membership like Adam and Katie Witt did last week, you can let us know at broadwayunited.org forward slash share. You can also do that on our app, or if you're with us at bumconline.org this morning, you can click on the communication sheet button that's at the top of the page. If you need pastoral care, call 843-3942 and dial extension 1110. Now, don't forget, Vacation Bible School is just two weeks away, June 15th through the 17th, right here at BUMCOnline.org. Now, you're going to want to go ahead and get signed up early so that our Kids Zone team can get your VBS packet together for you so that you have everything that you need to have the best VBS ever. You can sign up at BroadwayUnited.org forward slash VBS. Now, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time for the whole family. Also, Starting today, you can get signed up for our next round of growth groups. You can do this through our website, broadwayunited.org. And after service today, if you've got our app, you'll get a notification with a link to get signed up as well. Now, let's go down to Pastor Joe and the team, and let's worship together. Fire. There's a sacred and mysterious energy that draws us in when we light a candle. One burning flame is simple yet powerful, humble yet dangerous all at the same time. A flame is a visible reminder that we are not alone. That energy tells us that God is with us and not simply just with us, but actively making new things in all people, in all places at all times. A flame also uniquely links us to the story of Pentecost, that God's promised power of the Holy Spirit being distributed through mighty tongues of fire to spark the beginnings of the church. Because of God's mighty acts of resurrection, we have found the endurance to celebrate Easter these last 50 days in ways we have likely never celebrated before. Discovering new ways to spread hope in a time when Broadway Church has been very separated. Today, on Pentecost Sunday, we remind ourselves what has offered us the energy to deal. The wisdom through this uncertainty. Strength, when we didn't think we could endure quarantine. And courage, when we are all out of fight. Pentecost reminds us today that the trusted Holy Spirit is active and working in all of us to get us through this. And so I invite you to join me in lighting your candle this morning as a reminder of where we've been, what possibilities this very moment brings, and the hope in where we are going. An iconic reminder that because of the Holy Spirit, we can trust God is going with us.
Let's join our voices in the call to worship on the, on the screen this morning. I'll lead you and you'll respond in the sections that are underlined. By the tender mercies of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. We come this morning in the hope of resurrection, convinced that nothing in life or in death can separate us from your love in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We offer ourselves now in worship, trusting that even now and in every way, you are making all things new. Amen. Good morning, Broadway. Let's join together in song. So we sing over four thousand tongues. Four thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God assist me to proclaim. To spread through all the earth abroad the honors of thy name. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the sinner's ear, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin. to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. Amen. What a, what a week. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a year. Um, but I welcome each and every one of us together in worship today and and I also want to just say, um, pass on a word of love to, to us all today and, and know that, you know, if you're like me, uh, given the, the, just the week that we've had, and the, the, the unrest, the, the brokenness, um, the great tragedy that we are experiencing as a people, There's no, there's no words sometimes, but we have to lean in. We have to lean into this tension right now. We have to lean into one another, trust one another, um, and love one another. And, and I would just encourage us this morning, honestly. The same Holy Spirit that is in work um, in you and, and us, it's in work. It's the same Holy Spirit that's at work in all of us. So we've, we, we've got a road ahead to travel together. And so... I just want to encourage us today and, and you know, ask.
ask that the Holy Spirit would guide us through this time.
spirit rain flood into our thirsty hearts again you come yes yes you pray for us and just ask that you prepare yourselves now in whatever posture you're in, wherever you're at, wherever you're watching, whatever screen, whatever place, whatever location. Let's join in together with this and, and pray these words together, okay? Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, and grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. invite our kiddos to uh, prepare to hear a message for you, especially for you. We love you. We love you very much. And so hear this message today. Hi, friends. Good morning. Jason here. And I have with me one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. I'm going to open it with you here this morning. It is a brand new package of chewing gum. It is my favorite flavor, sweet mint. And I'm excited to crack this open. But, you know, there's this weird thing that happens every time I open a brand new package of gum. I'm, I want you to watch this. It goes like this. You see, as soon as I open it, there are people that want me to share. And I got to be honest, like, I don't always want to share. But, you know, I, I love the people I live with. And so I will share this package of gum with them. You know, I don't always want to share, but sharing is important. Sharing lets people know that they're loved. Sharing lets people know that they matter. Think of all of the things that God has shared with us, his creation, his love, his son. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Think of the opposite. Think of a world where no one shares. That's horrible. I, I, I can't even imagine. In scripture, we see the opposite. People like you and me, filled with the Holy Spirit, share what they have. In fact, in, in Acts 4, Scripture says that people shared everything they had. There's a story of a man who has a field, like a stretch of land, and he sells it and shares the money. So think of this. Maybe you don't have chewing gum, but think about what you do have. Think about what you have that you can share. Think about the things that you can share to let people know that they're loved, that they matter. Think about the ways that God has shared his love with you and how you can share that love and your things with others. 
This morning's scripture reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 4, verses 32 through 37. Listen to the new kind of generosity fueled by the Holy Spirit in the early church. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them, in them all, that there were no needy purses among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means sons of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. On December 26, 2004, a 9.1 magnitude earthquake hit off the coast of Indonesia. The resulting wall of water affected 14 countries and was the deadliest tsunami in history. 230,000 people lost their lives and the cost to loss of property and infrastructure and livelihood is just beyond calculation. Our current situation is its own kind of natural disaster that is nevertheless shaking our foundations and a wave that has swept over the entire world. And we're being shaken in ways that we might not even yet realize in the most basic of human connections that hold us together. I recently saw a video that shows just that, the power of compassion and generosity in the simple hug of two children. Whenever you want. This is the power of human connection, and it reveals something important in this moment. As destructive as the natural disaster can be, there is another thing that happens in its wake. And it's almost like we rediscover the power of compassion and realize how important it is for us to connect with one another and how important it is for us to give, even in small acts of kindness, tangible acts of love, in fact, what happens is whole groups of people rush back into the destruction and there is something new that is formed as they are united in common purpose, giving of themselves, giving what they have, giving what they can. Rob Wegner and Jack Magruder actually refer to this uh, in the response to the 2004 tsunami, that, that as they were part of the restoration of, of India, uh, they saw this second wave that they called the reverse tsunami, this wave of people coming in to help. And this is what they write. What we have here is two types of tsunamis. The first wreaks de devastation and destruction. Yet as powerful as that tsunami of destruction can be, we wanna suggest 
that the opposite, a tsunami of love and service, can be even more powerful. We call this the reverse tsunami. Imagine a tsunami, they continue, that rather than leaving children as orphans, when it recedes, leads every child to be loved and have a family. Imagine a tsunami that when the waters flow back, it sweeps out hunger. Imagine a tsunami that sweeps away every form of injustice, slavery, sex trafficking, racism, generational poverty. Imagine a tsunami that sweeps away every disease. Imagine a tsunami that sweeps away all spiritual darkness and oppression, where every person knows the joy of redemption and salvation, where the song Amazing Grace is on the lips of every tribe in every time of every nation. Well, there is a name for this reverse tsunami. It is called the church. This is Pentecost Sunday, the day we celebrate the birth and the mission of this new thing that was formed in the destruction of the cross after the resurrection. The, the church that in that time and in every time has rushed back in to fill the void, carried in by the Spirit of God in the work of restoration, ushering in healing and engaging in tangible acts of agape love. Ours is a mission of restoration, for we ourselves are being restored and are caught up in God's restoration efforts. We are the ones who exchange with God beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, laughing for weeping. This reverse tsunami of compassion and generosity is a way to understand the church throughout its story and in this present moment. Out of the destruction of the cross, resurrection. But we're not just talking about a few people dressing up on a particular Sunday each year to sing up from the grave he arose, as great as that is. What we're talking about is a community of resurrection, of a people who exhibit the power of the resurrection and the quality of their living. Sunday people living in a Friday world. People of life ministering in the context of death. And from the first days of the church, it was this new people that gave the truest testimony to the reality of the resurrection, the quality of their life together, what they did, not just what they said, but how they lived was the truest witness to Jesus and what Jesus was continuing to do in them. People so generous, so united, and so willing to serve that they became something new on the face of the planet, walking examples of what God was doing in the world. Of course, none of this was a given. We all know that when destruction hits, when disaster happens, it can kind of go two ways. In the aftermath of disaster, things can go good or bad. It can bring out the best of us or the worst of us. It'll either get us down or it'll get us going. We'll either get better or we'll get bitter. We'll either roll over and give up or we'll find the resolve within ourselves to dig deeper and redouble our focus. Either we drift away from community and its mission or we rediscover the power of community 
and the mission that we've been given by Jesus. The simple call to love God and love neighbor. Either we draw inward or we rush outward. Today, God is calling us, his church, to decide. Which one will we choose? Think of it this way. This moment is why we are the church. This is why God has brought us here. This is why God has formed us and shaped our life together. This is why God has been at work in your life and in our life together all up to this point so that we would be ready not to be consumers of the gospel, but to be conveyors of the good news, living examples of what God is doing in the world. It's why you said yes to Jesus. It's why I said yes to the call of Christ. It's why we serve. And it's why serve is the third word of our mission statement. If ever the world needed a selfless serving people, it is now. If ever the world needed people who knew about compassion and generosity, it's now. This is our calling. This is why we're here to be the reverse tsunami, ready to rush back in to help and to heal with tangible acts of love. And this has always been the calling of the church. It's been its hallmark since the very, very earliest of days. The community described in Acts 4 was just that, a community of unity and generosity that, as Acts describes it, sounds so idyllic that we almost forget that the early church was facing so many challenges. Acts 4, in the first part preceding the, what we heard this morning, tells of how the leaders of the church are being called in, and questioned and, and tortured and how the early church, we know, will continue to experience oppression ultimately to the martyrdom of those leaders. We almost forget that the early church was born in a time of great uncertainty, not unlike ours. And yet, in response to that uncertainty, the picture we get is one of unity. And that unity leads to generosity. And that generosity leads to a dynamism. The word power actually is used twice at the end of Acts 4, to speak of the dynamic nature of the church. That word dunamis in Greek is where we get the word dynamic or dynamite. It was explosive. It is the reverse pandemic. The church was, was going viral. The example in Acts 4 is one of people actually selling property and then bringing that and laying it at the apostles' feet. They were literally, as we are called to do, uh, they were literally divesting part of their lives and uninvesting in some things so that they could reinvest in others. And that is part of the, the new thing God was doing then and part of the thing God is doing in us to help us disconnect from some things so that we can give more in other areas. And the result of that was that there was no needy person among them, which is such a compelling vision and one that is so hard for us to even imagine that we might even give up on it. But there it is, no needy person among them. As people were able to take care of one another and share with one another, it was unique on the face of the planet. It was something very, very special. Justin Martyr later wrote of this, about 100 years later, uh, about that experience continuing on in the life of the church in the second century. He wrote, 
We who once coveted most greedily the wealth and fortune of others now place in common the goods we possess, dividing them with the needy. There again, no needy among them. Fast forward 1,500 years, we could pick multiple places along the way in the history of the church, but let's go to our tradition, to John Wesley, who would preach the good news in these great public outdoor arenas to the masses, but also organize individual people into groups and in ministry to the poor and the sick. One of John Wesley's favorite sayings was this, do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. We get the point. In fact, our tradition teaches us that there isn't a distinction between what Wesley called works of piety, which would include worship and prayer and fasting and going to church, and works of mercy, which are acts of compassion and generosity and service. They are two sides of the same coin. And it helps us understand that loving God and loving neighbor are two sides of the same coin. We love God by loving our neighbor and we love our neighbor by loving God. And this is true of Barnabas, who Acts 4 tells us, sells a field and brings it and puts it at the apostles' feet. It's an act of service. It's not so much words as it is action. And the real name of Barnabas, we read in Acts 4, is Joseph. He's renamed by the apostles. And his name means son of encouragement. But that word encouragement is a really important word. It is periklesis in Greek, which the noun form of that is periklete. And some of you will recognize that as the very name given to the Holy Spirit himself, the periklete, the one who comes alongside, the one who is the comforter, the one who is the advocate, the one who helps. Barnabas is a son of the living God, the God who is the one who is father to the fatherless, the one who is defender of the widow, orphan, and stranger, the one who comes alongside us, the one who the Holy, by the Holy Spirit, the one who is acting on behalf of the world. Barnabas will later go on to be a leader in the church. He will go to Antioch and be part of the great expression of the church there that is a, a sign of what is going to really be happening around the world. Barnabas is the one who goes to recruit Paul and brings him back to Antioch and is his mentor in many ways. Barnabas helps collect an offering for those back in Jerusalem when they're experiencing hardship. He goes back to be part of the great Jerusalem council that opens up the gospel to the Gentiles. But it all actually begins here in one small act of generosity as he sells a field and lays it at the apostles' feet to the result that there would be no needy person among them. He's renamed Son of Encouragement. Today we hear the same call to action. It makes me think of the famous quote by Teddy Roosevelt. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better, referring to armchair quarterbacks, I think. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, 
at least fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory or defeat. Church, these are days for us to dare greatly, to do all the good we can, to be sons and daughters of encouragement. And I want to tell you that I see it already happening in so many ways. Let me give you some examples. The Be Brave BG campaign last week collected 250 cards and posters to show love and bring hope to COVID patients at the hospitals. You were sons and daughters of encouragement to people who are sick and isolated and scared. We've also been offering meals along the way to hospital staff, first responders, and healthcare heroes to remind them that they're not in this alone. Last week, as we were collecting cards, we heard that the 4A team at the Med Center needed some special encouragement. It was the day after one of their team members died of COVID-19. And so we quickly planned to offer them a meal. It just so happened that someone dropping off some cards heard about it and wanted to help. She didn't know how to use our app. She didn't know how to give to our Matthew 25 fund. She didn't know exactly how to mail a check. And uh, she actually probably didn't have a lot to give anyway, but she wanted to help. And so she left and she came back. And this is a picture of the $20 bill that she sanitized with hand sanitizer and then put in a baggie so that she could be a daughter of encouragement to somebody else. There are countless examples of this kind of generosity that I'm able to see on a daily basis. I can't tell you about all of them. Checks dropped off at my house. Checks given to the church through the mail. Our online giving to Broadway is up 80% since the pandemic started. And I received a text one day from someone who generally makes an end-of-the-year gift, a large gift at the end of the year, asking if we needed that gift now to help out. A farmer called to donate ground beef, and we were able to give that to Hotel Inc. Little Angel's Attic was able to use the racks that we used for the sale and lend those to the hospital to store all of the extra PPE that they have to deal with. There was a wave parade at one of our senior living facilities. These are videos of the staff meeting on the COVID floor where some of us were able to offer videos of encouragement to the staff. In our growth groups online and through Zoom, we're learning the power of connection in some weird ways, but I've heard some people say they feel more connected to their church now than ever before. And in the past few weeks, our New Normal series, our video series that we've been posting at Broadway's uh, Facebook page has been dealing with mental health issues. And as this continues, as this lingers on, this topic is going to be really important. We know that mental health and addiction and suicide risk are things that we need to be talking about and helping and, and encouraging one another on. And so you might want to watch that or you might want to send that to somebody who's struggling as we talk about loneliness and trauma and suicide risk and these again can be found at Broadway's Facebook page. We've also been checking in with our strategic partners and figuring out what the needs are so that we can be an encouragement in lots of ways throughout our community. We heard from our schools that they uh, needed, one of them ne actually needed some bags to put supplies in to get back to their students as the students had sort of left in a hurry. They were able to package those things up and we were able to give them 
um, some help along the way. We also recognize with our schools, including our own early learning center, that there are a lot of questions about how to reopen and what to do and what the new normal will look like, and we want to continue to pray and encourage them. The Foundry is also making decisions about how to serve in the West End through the pandemic and about especially the preschool next year. At the end of the school year this year, they gave Bibles to each child who was graduating and going off into kindergarten. The community garden is actually also in full swing there at the Foundry. And this spring, they let it be known that they needed a tiller and one was immediately donated. Hotel Inc. has been serving homeless uh, people and people who don't have adequate housing. And in the pandemic, they've really been able to shift their focus to immediate needs, food needs, medical needs, and have been making home deliveries, uh, making drop-off deliveries of supplies to people. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, we put out a, a call for masks for hotel and for face shields, and we had the supplies they needed and a thousand masks more in the very day that we asked. The staff at hotel has been actually at greater risk as they've served these populations. And some of those staff members have had to go into quarantine, a large number of them actually, and a few of them have actually contracted the virus. So we wanna to continue to pray for them. The Housing Authority of Bowling Green has been a great partner with us and we've been in dialogue with them on a lot of different issues in our community, including racial reconciliation. We were doing this before the pandemic We've seen in the last week how important this reconciliation work is. And so this past week, I have and several have been in contact with leaders throughout the African-American community and throughout our entire community, encouraging one another and supporting one another and reminding one another of the importance of our community and our work together. We've also been in contact with Ashley and Justin Guest and the needs there in Honduras are great. And you're gonna be hearing more about this, I think. In, over the summer, and you'll have opportunities to respond. The virus has just now come to the island of Roatan, which means most industries, and especially the tourism industry, have shut down. And this is very hard on folks who can't work and who are struggling in a lot of ways anyway, under normal circumstances. But some of their needs will be access actually to very basic things like food and water and medicine and supplies. And they're gonna need those things and we're going to be watching those needs and express those needs to you, even uh, so far as perhaps a solar powered pump uh, to be able to provide enough water for that community. Again, you'll be hearing more about the guests throughout the summer. Also, uh, you can pay attention to how our youth are gonna be serving. We don't have youth mission trips this summer as we always do. And so our youth ministry staff has been preparing ways for youth to serve in local ways and uh, serve throughout our community. And we're excited about that, so we'll be watching for that as well. Another group that's been serving all of us is our facility staff. And you're about to hear something pretty special from a man who has been and will be on the front line of serving us as we move forward, keeping us safe, when, especially when we're able to be together again. David Barbie has found his calling here at Broadway has found a home here and a greater love for God and a greater love for you through his part in our community. He's usually a man of, of action more than words. And it wasn't easy even to get him to share just this little testimony on video, but I'm so glad we did. And as you hear his heart 
for God and for us. I hope this will be an encouragement to you. When I first came to Broadway, I was led by Lord Jesus Christ because I didn't know where to go. I didn't know if my life was going to end. But God took this big ball of red clay. He chipped on it and chipped on it and chipped on it. He chipped on it enough to word that the past eight years, I've been blessed more this past eight years than I ever was in the last 60. This is God's Green Acres. And I love every bit of it and everyone here. And through all this epidemic, I miss everyone. I'm, I'm terribly lonesome. We miss you too, David. We'll be back. Okay. David is clearly a son of encouragement, and I appreciate him so much. One last story. Last week, we had heard from some of our partners that they were in need of some cloth masks. So we put the word out, and in the course of a day, we not only had the 300 cloth masks that we had asked for, but a, about 1,000 disposable masks as well. And it just seemed like an overwhelming thing. It was so encouraging. Everyone was thrilled. The next day, I got a call from the medical center, and what they were offering and what they wanted help with was beyond anything that I could have imagined. They were going to donate 100,000 masks in our community, and they wanted the people of Broadway to help. In fact, one of their suppliers found out about this and donated 20,000 more. So on Tuesday of this week, we donated and helped distribute into the community 120,000 masks, mostly to people in poverty or within our international community, along with various partners throughout the community. The pictures you see are just a few of the recipients people, some of whom are isolated in their homes, and leaders within the international community who will distribute these tangible acts of love, needed supplies throughout our community. All of this as a sign that we are in this together with them. Some years ago, someone asked uh, one of our members, how many ministers do you have actually there at Broadway anyway? And his response is one that I will never forget. He said, you know, last time I checked, there were about 2,000. People of Broadway, we are the reverse tsunami for our community. We are the church that is going viral in the midst of this pandemic. And your small act of love, whatever it is, will be united with those of a church that is here to serve. I'm grateful for you. I pray that we'll be united in this effort and that God would bless us and use us. Happy Pentecost. We come now, friends, to a time of prayer response. So I invite you, as we've been inspired by this great message by Pastor Adam this morning, to join me in prayer. Let's pray together. Father, Son, and Spirit, we come to you today, a grateful people, 
a people inspired, but also a people that's, that are, we're very tired, Father God. We've come a long way through this pandemic, and we are grateful through the power of your sweet spirit that we've navigated thus far. But we also recognize, Father God, that in this moment, discomfort remains, anxieties remain, as well as uncertainties. But in this moment, we are convinced and we are confident of your presence. That certain presence, Father God, in this moment to help us continue on this pathway through this mess. As we've been inspired today, Father God, to be people of action, people of compassionate care, and people mobilized to broadcast your hope everywhere. We pray that you would walk with us and connect us to those opportunities, Father God, through our community partnerships, through our neighborhood connections and our friendships to actively offer your mercy and love. We commit this time to you. We commit our week to you, distributed as we are. And we come to you in this moment to pray the prayer with a collective voice that you taught your disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Let's continue to worship together. Here I am, Lord. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I, who made the stars, of night I will make the darkness bright who will bear my light to them whom shall I send here I am Lord is it I Lord I have heard
of snow and rain. I have borne my people's pain. I have wept for love of them. They turn
shall come with shouts of acclamation and take me home what joy shall fill my heart then i shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my god how great thou art then sings my soul my savior god to today. If you felt like your faith was stretched this morning in any way, and you'd like to discuss those powerful movements with a pastor, I'd encourage you to fill out the online communication form this morning. We here at Brywood just love to have the opportunity to celebrate what God is powerfully doing in your life today. I also want to remind you about the 40 Days of Hope daily scripture reading challenge that will begin tomorrow morning. Just think of how powerful it will be for all of us to be reading these scriptures for hope and encouragement together. It's just another way of us staying united in one heart, even while we continue to be distributed from each other. These scriptures will be offered as our daily readings through our Broadway app, which you can download by texting BUMC app to 77977. I also want to thank each of you for your continued spirit of generosity. Your faithfulness to Broadway's mission through your tithes and offerings continue to be the lifeblood of our ministry ingenuity during this pandemic. During this time, you can make your gift by mailing it to the church or by using the app, or you can use the online platform using the button located at the top of the screen today. I'm also excited to prepare you for next Sunday as we will once again as a church participate in Holy Communion together. We wanted to give you a heads up about that today so that you can next week, along with your candle, have your expressions of bread and juice prepared as well. As we prepare to join our hearts and voices in benediction, may it be said that the same powerful spirit of Pentecost that God poured out upon the church of Acts continued to empower and inspire us to be a resurrection people of love, mercy, and justice. Let's share in these words on the screen together as we close. As Christ burst forth from the tomb, may new life burst forth from us and show itself in acts of love and healing to a hurting world. And may the same Christ who is the source of our new life keep our hearts rejoicing and grant us peace this day.
and always. Amen. join together in the doxology praise god from whom all blessings flow praise him all creatures here below praise him above ye heavenly host praise father son confident that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life and all of our lives together. And have a wonderful week. Go in peace. Okay.